Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Katie's Christmas Movie Countdown. Today I watch Raymond Briggs' Father Christmas, which is by the same author and people and studio who brought you the last episode, which was The Snowman. Uh, now this movie takes place exactly a year after the events in The Snowman. It is in the same animation style as The Snowman, done by color pencils, but it's clearly newer. There's a lot less jagged edges, and the animation is just a lot crisper in this film. This movie was made in 1991, and the other film was made in 1982, so about 10 years difference in the animation capabilities, I guess, of the studio. It definitely looks better. So this movie tells the story of Santa, and he is telling you about his day-to-day -day of the other 364 days of the year that aren't Christmas. He talks about mining his garden, taking care of reindeer, his cat and his dog, shopping and cleaning, and just the ins and outs of his day-to-day -day life. He tells the story about the last year of his life, basically all the events that happened between the events in The Snowman and this movie now. So last year, Santa decides to take a vacation, and after going through all the pros and cons of a whole bunch of places, he finally settles on France. There's a scene he makes his sleigh into a camper that is still flown by reindeer, but the camper is basically where he's gonna live. And yeah, he flies to France, he goes to a restaurant and orders everything on the menu. He gets sick from eating everything on the menu. And eventually, some kid recognizes him on the street and he has to leave. So he goes to Scotland uh, as his next destination, and it's rainy and cold and basically horrible. Santa doesn't have any fun because he's just cold and wet the whole time. And he gets recognized by another kid you know, while he's in Scotland and decides, oh, I have to leave. Basically, anytime someone recognizes Santa wherever he is, that's the moment he decides, now it's time for me to leave. So his third destination ends up being Las Vegas. Now, Santa stays at this cartoon version of Caesar's Palace, and he indulges in all the things that Las Vegas has to offer. He gets room service, he's swimming every day, you know, he's out drinking by the pool, he goes to the casino and loses all his money, he goes and sees the show, and he stays until August 31st when he finally gets recognized. And um, We know that it's August 31st because a newspaper tells us, and then he decides to head home. He gets home back to the North Pole and his animals are super happy to see him and he can barely open the door to his house because there's so many letters to Santa blocking it. As he starts to prep for Christmas, the letters just keep on coming. The mailmen keep coming and delivering truckloads of letters and it's just Santa going through each letter and creating his list basically. I need, you know, I need five teddy bears and six pandas and you know, all of that kind of stuff, taking everyone's uh, individual letters into consideration. As Christmas draws nearer, Santa leaves um, on his journey Christmas Eve, and you finally get the sweeping landscape shots that were so gorgeous and so beautiful from the snowman. And a song is playing, or being sung, called Another Merry Christmas that's like a combination of Santa singing and a children's choir. It's very pretty. Uh, and it's basically telling what is happening in real time of Santa's Christmas. Uh, at the end of the night, after Santa has delivered all his presents, he goes to the annual snowman's party, which is the same 
snowman's party that they went to in the movie The Snowman, where he meets the boy and the snowman again, and he makes a quip about, oh, I'm so glad you were able to make it again. Not the snowman, the party. Talking to the boy, assuming that the boy, of course, had made the snowman again because he, they were there. He sends the kids and the snowman to go see his sleigh, and they discover two forgotten gifts in the sleigh, both for the Queen of England. And Santa kind of freaks out. He's like, how could I have forgotten a gift? How could I not get a gift for the Queen of England? I have to make it back. So he jumps back in his sleigh, and he books it to Buckingham Palace, and is finally able to deliver these presents for the Queen of England. Uh, it's really cute in that scene. He's parked outside of Buckingham Palace, and... He rushes in, and when he comes back out, uh, the queen's corgis are barking and playing with the reindeer outside. It's pretty cute. The end of the movie ends with Santa saying that, you know, that's how I spent my year. Or he gets back to the North Pole, and then he's like, you know, that's how I spent my year. Um, and then the as the credits roll, everyone is waking up in the village. Like, all the lights are turning on on the buildings, and everyone, all the kids are exclaiming, Oh, I got this, I got that, I got this, you know, super excited because, you know, it's Christmas. So this movie was originally broadcast as a TV special in Britain. It was released on uh, DVD or, well, not DVD because it was the 90s. It was released on VHS, uh, I guess the following year, and was eventually released on DVD. There was a separate version made for America because American audiences, you know, just can't handle reality. I have no idea why they changed it. But I read that the version for America was edited and all the scenes where Santa gets drunk, overeats, dances with chorus girls, and suffers a hangover are all removed. Like apparently that happens in the original version and I didn't see any of that. They do kind of keep a little bit of the drinking because I did notice that in the scene in France where he orders all the food off the menu, he is drinking a martini, which I thought was kind of out of place, but that's it. So I can see, because I thought that it was out of place, I can see why they took it out for American audiences. They also changed um, all of the times in the movie where they originally said blooming, and they changed them to Mary. So I guess in the movie, instead of saying Merry Christmas, they say blooming Christmas or something like that. So they changed them all in the American version to all say Mary. So all 76 times that they say it in the film, they changed it to Mary. As for favorite characters and least favorite characters in this film, again, there's only like one character really that we ever see in the whole film and that's Santa. All the rest are so minor that they can't really count as, you know, you can't really give them a favorite or a least favorite. So I guess Santa is my favorite character in this. Uh, my favorite scene is definitely Santa in Las Vegas because it's hilarious to think of Santa, you know, gambling and drinking and eating at buffets and going swimming in a, you know, you just don't think of Santa that way and it's really funny to think of it that way, especially in animated Santa because we've seen movies, you know, there are all sorts of real life movies where the Santa character in the film just like decides to take a day off or take a vacation or whatever and ends up dealing with whatever. Go swimming, parties. You don't think very much of it when it's real life, but as an animated character, you're definitely like, oh, well, that's out of place because Santa should be, you know, Santa's supposed to be doing this. And it's weird to see him being a normal person. The music in this film is a lot less important than it is in The Snowman. In The Snowman, there are no words at all, and it's all just this beautiful, sweeping score and animation. 
in this film, the music is the background character because most of this is Santa narrating what he is doing and what happened over the last year. So you don't need to pay attention too much to the music. The music isn't overly Christmassy, like there's not jingle bells running through the entire film, but there are, there is music throughout and there is a song being sung um, during the handing out of presents that is hap that happens, that Santa's kind of explaining what's happening in the song as it happens. As for feelings with this film, there wasn't ever like happy feeling, like super happy, super sad, you know, happy tears and all of that. There wasn't any of that, but it was, it was a cute movie. It was happy. It was Christmassy. It wasn't overly any of those things though. So I would recommend this film if you have kids. Really, I'd recommend this film only if you have kids. This isn't like an adult must see. This is a short 30 minute film, quick thing about Christmas, and if your kids have ever asked you, you know, what does Santa do on the rest of his days off, you know, in between Christmases and stuff, let them watch this film and they can see an imaginative retelling, I guess, of what Santa does in his days off. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it's a lot shorter than any of the other episodes that we've done. This film is really short and I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just your basic animated film of a cute Santa story. I definitely recommend it for anyone with kids. You should check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllentownPod or email us at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. So thanks again, and I'll see you later.